Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. The Harwood Forest Wildman. I caught a pair of eyes watching me from about 50 feet away. And I think it was walking around my tent. One of the best known wild campers here in the UK is a chap from the northeast with a YouTube channel called Fell Wanderer. We've been in touch for a number of years now. Fell Wanderer is based in the northeast of England. And although he has camped in hundreds of our wild places, one he knows like the back of his hand is Harwood Forest. It's been a few years now since I covered the Harwood Forest area. And since then, a number of new reports have come in. I've included images provided by Fell Wanderer and a short recap of events. And then we will hear more recent reports from the area. We also hear from one man who has seen some very strange lights and crafts over the years. Now, Harwood Forest, Kielder, Wearside, Simonside seem to be a hotspot for some very strange going on. There's been a history of reports of dwarves in the area, strange lights that flicker within the trees. They seem to beckon you in. People report hearing howls and growls and monkey whoops, and all have been reported here over the years. Fell Wanderer shared an account with me many years ago that he had taken from a farmer who saw a large human-like figure on his land and he reported many strange animal kills found in the woodlands close to the farm. The farm worker said, There was one night when it was dusk, and I was checking the livestock, and there was a very tall figure walking across the field, but I didn't think much of it until I got home, and then I thought it was way too big to be a person. I've never seen it again. I was in the lambing sheds in the early hours once, and I had my tools thrown at me when nobody else was around. I don't know what you think of the forest, Damien, but to me it's a very interesting place, but I do find it eerie. It was very strange finding all those logs and sticks arranged like that sticking up in the air. This could not happen with just the wind, because I've never seen any other woodlands like that around here, and it would have to be something very strong to stick a log in the ground like that. And what about all the dead animals that are found in there? It's very strange. Fell wanderer's death. I've camped in the forest many times on my own and I've heard strange sounds. I've heard wood knocks and breaks that would happen in the early hours of the morning when there was no wind and no one was around for miles. 
who could be out at that time in the morning messing and moving things around. I've seen possible large footprints and I've recorded wood knocks and got responses to my tree knocking. I've seen trees snapped in unusual ways so that they look like a W shape. I found sheepskins and wool remains up in a tree and what looked like a sheep that had been sheared on the edge of the forest. The loose wool was also found further in as if the sheep had been dragged across the ground. I found sheep skulls in the forest and also two deer jawbones laid out together. And what was strange is that there were two left jaws, which had to come from two different animals. There were no other deer bones around it and it looked like they'd just been placed there. Over the years, people have contacted Felwondra with a number of strange experiences and he's passed them along to me to log and to share. Now, a number of months ago, Damien sent across a report from a chap who'd heard mystery growls in the Howard area. The chap whose name is Tony told us his, of his experience. I drove up to Howard Forest and I headed up to a small lake called Fallow Lee's Luff. About half a mile from the lake, you pass a very remote house that has a couple of very noisy dogs. Once I'd reached the lake, I sat on the shore, had something to eat and a cup of tea, and I just enjoyed the solitude. I spent probably an hour there before deciding to head back. I probably got about 500 yards or more further down the path when I heard the first growl that came from inside the forest. I stopped and listened, trying to peer into the thick conifer plantation, but without any luck, the foliage was just too thick. And then I heard another growl, a low, deep sound like a large dog would make. I stepped forward towards the noise and it intensified and I could hear the foliage move. And it was then that I backed off and the growling stopped. I can't be sure, but I thought I heard something pushing through the undergrowth when I started leaving, but I didn't really hang about to find out what it was. I returned to the car without further incident. Although at one stage it felt like I was being watched, but that could have been my imagination. When I got back to my car at around 3.30, a lady with a German Shepherd dog came by and she asked how my walk was. And I jokingly replied that it was great, apart from something growling at me that I couldn't see. And she said that she visited Harwood quite often. And on one trip, the dog was off the lead and running within the trees. When it suddenly came running up the path with its tail between its legs, very obviously frightened by something. And she now walks the dog in a different area as the dog refuses to go back up that track on its walk. Another wild camper reported wood knocks in Nether Witten. Lewis said, I lived in Rosbury for a few years when I was about 11 to 15 years old. I spent my life always walking around the Simon Side Hills. I've had many experiences of hearing wood knocks since I was about 17 and that's when I started camping and trekking at night. I'm now 33 and I still hear those sounds when I'm out. I've heard them in other woods. One is a wood called Cold Law, and it's south of Neverwitten. It's a very small wood in comparison with Howard Forest, but here are my most recent experiences. On a visit to Howard Forest on the 20th of the 11th, 2020, I was walking back after a camp in the early hours of the morning, whilst there was around two hours of darkness left until sunrise. I was going to collect my bike because it was a long journey home and I also needed water. 
I stopped at the junction in the pass, so there's a small stream running by it called Colburn. After filling our water bottles up, I was just about to set off again when I heard one single, very loud wood knock coming from down the path. And this sound made whilst I was at the junction seemed to me to be a message or a warning like, don't come down this way. There was no other sound at all, no wind or any animals making noise. Everything was completely silent and the knock was clear. I was in cold law in the early summer and I lay in my camping hammock after cooking dinner and getting settled for the night. I could hear hunting in the distance as several shotguns were being fired. But as it began to get dark, I stopped hearing shots. I heard lots of deer calls for about 10 minutes, pretty close to me on the other side of a small but steep valley. Then, a short time after, I was just laying with my eyes closed and I heard a very loud double wood knock. And this was about 15 feet away from me. Again, everything went very still. There was no wind at all. So the sound was very clear and there were no other sounds coming from the woodlands at all. Over the next 15 to 20 minutes, there was probably about 30 or more wood knocks. The knocks stayed in the same direction from me at all times, but they were moving from in front of me to the right of me, yet they all stayed about 15 to 20 feet away from me. I heard a single and double wood knock that was hit with some force. I got pretty frustrated as I had no torch to see what it was. So I just started making the most intimidating noises I could think of. And after a few minutes of doing so, whatever it was, was making the noise around me, moved off down the steep slope. I could hear footfalls and a few birds flew off from the trees in the area where the movement was coming from. At the bottom of the slope, I heard something large moving around in the stream. I heard the feet crossing it. It seemed that I was blocking its path somehow. Also, the hunting was in the same direction as where the wood knocks had come from. Perhaps whatever that was making a sound was kind of channeled towards me because of the shooters. On my right were very thick woods that are surrounded by a large deer fence. And on my left is a steep slope with a stream at the bottom. So where I was laying was the easiest path, the path of least resistance. I was camped in a choke point for anything moving in my direction. I noted also there was quite well-used animal trail moving through my camp. In 2013, I was again in Harwood Forest when I heard for a consistent 10 minutes the sound of wood knocking, but at a distance of perhaps 50 feet or more. Both of these experiences happened in almost the same area. They were just several years apart. Now, I had a recent update from Fell Wanderer, and he said, I've noticed lately that there is a pattern of strange things happening in the Harwood Forest area and the land that surrounds it. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I probably told you this before, Deb, but I found sheep wool with skin and dry blood hanging from a tree branch. A few hundred yards away at the entrance of a forest track, I found a large amount of wool as if a sheep had been sheared or the wool pulled off and left. I wandered up the forest track and found more wool, just a small amount this time in a long grass, but obviously someone or something had left it there. At first, I thought it might be someone playing a prank, but who would have access to a large amount of wool like that? I know there are big cats around, but they aren't going to pull all of the wool off a sheep, and there's no sign of blood or body parts or anything like that. There is a farm watch sign nearby, which tells me there could be livestock going missing on a regular basis. I've collected a lot of data over the years, and I don't necessarily connect all of the dots until much later. Howard Forest is a mysterious place, as you already know, Deb. I used to leave game cameras out there for weeks at a time. I've attached several game camera files from one location on the southern edge of Howard Forest. One image has an unidentified dark oblong shaped object and the others are taken at different times to show the location in more detail. These are comparison shots. I layered a couple of images to show the object was off the ground and in the distance. I initially thought the object was the passing truck because the camera was pointed towards the gibbet road from the Nether Witten to Elsdon area. As I said, I thought it was a passing vehicle, but there's no motion blur. And the object is off the ground. It doesn't look suspended or connected to anything. The area in front of the object is darker. And something different in the exposure compared to the surrounding tree branches. Maybe that's something to do with the object being so dark. It affects how the camera exposes the scene, perhaps. I just don't know. If you know anyone, Deb, with photo knowledge, please ask them if they could analyse this pic and give an explanation as to what it is. I don't think the object was triggered by the camera to take the image. It was very windy on the edge of the forest and the branches that were there were swaying and they were setting the camera off. There were about 916 pics on the card and most of them had been set off by the wind. A number of years ago, there was a Facebook group run by Neil Robson who also collected reports of Bigfoot-type creatures in the UK after his own experience at Bollum Lake. One of the reports he took, he passed across to Felwanderer. And Felwanderer said, Neil Robson told me about the climbers that reported that they were hearing strange sounds when they were up at Thrunton Forest. One of the guys who goes camping and walking and shares his outings on YouTube told me about his camping experiences and some strange activities. 
Steve Butler contacted me in November of 2017 after he had camped at Kielder. And then Damien passed those reports to me. And Steve said, I did a stealth motorbike wild camp near Kielder Forest a few months back. I just used a tarp and a baby set. About midnight, something large was crashing around me in the undergrowth. I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. I got my torch out, but every time I shined a light, the noises stopped. Damien said, Steve contacted me again this morning, Deb, after he'd been out on another wild camp. Steve said, Hi Damien, I was up near Kielder Forest again the other week, doing a wild camp in the same spot I used on my motorbike. At about three in the morning, I was walking by my tarp being dragged off the roof, and it was a still night, and it scared the crap out of me. There was no wind. Then after a pee in the misty gloom, my head torch, I caught a pair of eyes watching me from about 50 feet away. At first, I thought it was a fox or a cat, and then it started coming closer to me. I jumped back in my tent and tried to get some sleep. And it's strange. I've had loads of times out camping in the peaks, and I've never been as scared as that. Now, luckily, Steve made a video of that night and I've included a link to it below but it will also come up as a suggested video at the end for you if you want to go and have a look at that and I've included Fell Wanderer's experience that he had at um, Harwood Forest as well I thought you might want to go and have a listen to it after I put these out I was contacted by one of our listeners on the BBI YouTube channel who added his own experience when he was wild camping in the comment section of the video and he said Hi Debs, I was with my son in Harwood Forest. We had a good time, everything was good. And then all of a sudden, we heard these weird growls. The growls were coming from about 30 yards away from us. Then you could tell that they were getting closer and whatever was making them was moving around us. This went on for about two hours. I tried to get into the forest to get a good look at what was in there, but it was just too thick. I would have to get down onto my stomach to crawl in there to look. And I didn't want to do that. The growling was a bit much for me. And I had my lad with me. So we packed up and we left. And it was still going on when we left. In November of 2017, there was a report of a flying object that was projecting a green light that caused a stir amongst locals who reported seeing it to the police. Now, the UFO was spotted over Peter Lee by a member of the public who was walking his car on Man Away. A call for concern was made to a pol the police in September of 2016. The caller claimed to have seen four UFOs in the sky above a sacristan and they were described as white discs which were shooting off in different directions. Another chap from the North East contacted me via email and he shared a strange experience he had after seeing an earlier video about Harwood Forest. He'd seen a strange craft in the Frostily area and a number of other experiences had happened in Weirdale. Um, and the first report is named The Strange Plane in the Sky. Now, he contacted me through email, as I say, and he said, I had some very strange and unexplained experiences up in the Dales. And I've attached a picture of one of a low flying craft that I saw. The picture is a photo of the actual location where the event took place, with the craft photoshopped in to show what this thing looked like. This was my second main sighting in the Dales, and it took place between Christmas and New Year of 2012. I was coming out of my friend's flat, which is downstairs to me, and as I came out, I saw a big 
orangey gold sphere that was passing right over the small terrace where we lived. It was about 14 feet in diameter and it was flying about the height of five houses placed on top of each other. It was quite low. This sphere had three or four small wing things that popped out at both sides, which I'd never seen before. But this was very close sighting and I could see it clearly. There were no markings on the craft and it seemed to give the vibe that it was more energetic than actually made from nuts and bolts. The sphere was self-illuminated and it did not cast any light on the rooftops and was totally silent. I kept watching as it flew in a straight trajectory over my head, over the backfields and then over the hills behind the flats until it disappeared from sight. If anyone was standing on those hills, they would have had a very close encounter with this craft as it just covered the top of them. It wasn't high in the sky at all. After the initial amazement, I can remember being a bit disappointed as I'd always wanted to see one shoot off really fast like you hear about from other witness reports. All of the UFO or UAP reports out there, I have never heard of this type of craft mentioned or described by anyone else and I would love to know if there had been any similar sightings. He said, my first ever sighting of a UFO happened around 1983. I saw it at the top of Porterdown Bank in Pennywell in Sunderland. This was a council estate I grew up on. I knew well. Myself and two friends noticed a perfect triangle star formation in the sky. Each star was set on the different points of the triangle. And then after a few minutes, they all flew off in the different directions that the points were facing. In the summer of 2009 was my first close-up sighting of something I couldn't explain. A close friend was walking his dog late at night, about midnight, in a small village called Frostily, which is in Weardale. And as he walked, he noticed a small green sphere of light that was flying over the rooftops in a horizontal path. This sphere was the size of a golf ball, and at first he thought it was a firework, but there was no noise as it silently flew over. The next night he told me what had happened, so I took a look on the net to see if I could see any information about it. I came across a random American UFO forum, and to my surprise, it had a lad from Northumberland in there, of all places, saying he'd seen them all the time, and all you have to do is think of them and they appear. By this time it was like three in the morning, and I thought, why not give it a try before I crash out? So I started my sitting room window and I started thinking about connecting with them. I can't remember exactly what I was thinking now, but after about 30 minutes, something actually happened. A tiny red light manifested out of nowhere. It was directly opposite my window above the treetops. And from a prim prick of light, it grew to the side of a golf ball, then started to slowly drop in a perfect vertical line and at the same time it was growing to the size of say a big 10 pin bowling ball as it was expanding and moving at the same time it gave the impression that it was coming towards me which initially threw me off a bit but then I realised it was an optical illusion due to the fact that the sphere was getting bigger the sphere was as bright as a firework and the exact shade of red as a traffic light. It dropped very slowly to the top of the trees and then faded out. 
and I was absolutely amazed. I sat there eagerly waiting and hoping to see if anything else happened. About half an hour later, a white sphere appeared a few metres away from where the red one manifested and the exact same process happened again. This time I opened the window and held my hand out, but it did not stray from its slow vertical drop. And I am sure what I would have done, really, if it had have come towards me. It didn't cast any light on anything, like the trees below them. It was like it was self-illuminated, but it wasn't giving off a glow. By the time, this time, I was extremely excited. I continued to observe the skies and it was starting to get light now. Nothing more showed up. I decided to call it a night, but just as I was getting up from my chair, a white sphere shot past my window, but this time it went horizontally from left to right and only a few metres away from the window. As it was now light, it didn't glow like the previous two had in the dark, but you could still see it. It was a white ball of plasma, again about the size of a big bowling ball. It shot by so quickly that by the time I turned my head to look where it had gone, it had vanished. The next night, I sat up till dawn with a camera, hoping to catch a picture of them, but nothing happened. I waited up every night for a week, but nothing showed, and I had never seen them again. I do not feel any connection with them, nor any energetic or emotional sensations. At the time, I thought they were of a spiritual nature, but now I believe the spheres were a technology of sorts. Other sightings that I've had, um, I had one at Harperley Prisoner of War Camp. I was driving up the banks of the Prisoner of War Camp and I noticed what looked like stars and they were dropping in a straight vertical path and they would quickly drop until they were quite low, about the altitude of a plane, and then they would suddenly stop. They would then hover for an indefinite period and then rise on the exact same path that I dropped from. I have also seen what I would class as fake planes. I saw them in an area around Stanhope and Frostola and also in Sunderland. Now these fake planes, as I call them, kind of hang very low in the sky and they're very bright, like a spotlight, much brighter than a star. They are totally motionless and silent and they can hover for a very long time and then they fade. They just fade out, but you can still see a faint glimmer of them. The fake planes then move away in a horizontal movement where they begin to flash lights like a typical aircraft. Now Peter Lee was mentioned and Peter Lee is one area of Northumberland where a werewolf or a dogman-type creature has been seen and reported. There is an account from January of this year in Nether Whitton, what described as a very thick, black, muscular arm. A number of sheep ran out in front of a car as the gentleman and his wife were driving. In, they looked to see what possibly could have spooked those sheep. And the husband saw a black, muscular arm, the sign of a head, and something with an ear on top of its head. As I say, that was in Nether Witten. And Peter Lee, in the winter of 1979, one lady explained in an interview on YouTube that she had a childhood incident that involved her and her brother that she cannot explain or forget. It happened just before Christmas, 1979, and the lady estimates she was around four years old at the time of this event, and her brother would have been seven. 
They lived in a two-bedroom nude house in County Durham in Peter Lee. This house was in a new town and it was built in the late 1940s to house people who had lost their homes in the heavy bombing during the war. The town was built in sprawling hills and countryside. Now the witness goes on to describe what happened that night and she said, I was about four years old when the most terrifying incident of my life happened. I shared a bedroom with my brother at the time and he was three and a half years older than me. On this particular night, we were still awake in the early hours. I don't remember the exact time. My brother asked me to go downstairs with him to get a drink of water as he kept us both awake during the night due to a cold and he now wanted a drink to help him stop coughing. It was, I think, around 1.30am when I reluctantly agreed to go downstairs with him, only because I was too scared to be left in our bedroom alone. We got out of our beds, switched on the light and stepped out onto the small landing in the dark. And it was only then, when we reached the top of the stairs and were about to descend, that we saw what was on its way up the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs, ascending, was one foot on one stair with one foot on the next stair and in the left hand on the banister was a creature which could most aptly be described as a werewolf. It was the size of an average man or maybe taller and it was covered in dark fur or hair. It had large slanted green eyes which seemed to glow. We both ran back to our rooms after standing paralysed by fear for what seemed like the longest time. We huddled together screaming hysterically until we woke our parents up. Both of our parents made a tour of the whole house and reported that there was nothing there. Nothing was out of the ordinary and they saw now no creature. Her brother's account of this experience differed slightly in that he remembered the creature's eyes as glowing red rather than green and he believes that the creature had either ears or horns on the top of its head. And he goes on to say in his account of the experience that there were stories at the same time of a werewolf that was seen by another child in the cellar of this house. Now, it doesn't seem to matter where you go in the north east of England, you will find a report of a hairy seven-foot-tall creature, lights in the trees and the sky, creatures with glowing eyes and crafts. One such creature named locally is the Geet, was reported in the area of Cleveland. One man walking to the shop late at night saw what he described as a huge man, all in fur, walking through a swampy area. A second man, who was returning from his girlfriend's house, saw a tall, airy figure that roared at him from the bushes. Now, he was, at the time, having a pee, and he's unsure on whether he actually peed on the creature or not. Now, shape-shifting creatures are also seen in the Cleveland area. Three people out walking saw what they described as a humanoid figure that morphed into a dark, muscular stallion. Each person was presented with a slightly different look when the creature changed shape. For one man, he saw the stallion. The second said it looked more like a large, muscular dog or a possible shuck. The female in the group felt that it was more minotaur in appearance and they left as fast as they could from the area. On the B6277 road that runs through Kilda Forest, a man driving a children's school bus saw an eight foot tall hairy creature 
that just walked out from the tree line on two occasions. The children on the bus also saw the same creature. This particular morning, it was around 8.40am, so it was still dark out, your typical northern winter morning. Both sightings took place in February and March of 2018, and the driver said, I was driving along the road as normal, keeping an eye out for the deer or any animal that would dash out in front of the car. I was astonished to see a big foot-type creature, the ones that you see on the teller. I passed it, driving quite quickly, so I couldn't really see any details or facial features or anything. It was just a large, hairy, big foot-type creature standing on the edge of the forest, and I saw it as it was picked out by the lights from the car. I had another sighting of it two weeks later on the way to Killop in the morning. I was driving the same route I drove the last time, and as I got closer to Killop, close to the same place as the last time I saw the creature, it was there. But this time, that Bigfoot was further out from the trees, more towards the road. It was standing on the dirt track, more in the open. I got a better look at it, as it was a bright sunny morning. And it was bending down, like it had maybe caught something in the grass. It looked like it was trying to pull something up to its face. Now, a number of the children on the bus also saw it, but they didn't seem scared or anything. I also mentioned it to another driver, and he shocked me by saying that he'd seen it along the same roadway. Now, in the small town of Stanley, there are a number of reports of a hairy wild man that's been reported in Tamfield Lee and Consett. One lady had a frightening encounter in 1974 when she was around six years old. She'd been playing out with some older girls when she had an encounter with something she cannot forget. From what I can remember, she said, we were playing in a clearing and I think there may have been a rope swing attached to the tree. For some reason, I looked up into the tree and high in the branches, I could see a really strange man. He was crouched down and he was holding a knife in one of his hands. He wasn't like a normal man, he was just out of place. He wasn't a tramp or a boy playing tricks. The man I was looking up at, I'd call an ape man or a monkey man, as there was no other words to describe him. He reminded me of a caveman or a wild man who had lived out in the wilds his whole life. I can't remember a lot of details about his appearance. It was 30 odd years ago now. I remember he had long bushy hair. It was dark. He had no clothes on at all. And in panic, I pointed him out to the girls that were with me. And they looked up. But they said no one was there. I ran from the woods crying in fear with the girls chasing after me, trying to catch up and calm me down. They always insisted no one was there. Which, when you think, would explain the whole thing away. But the fact that only I could see him in a way was worse. I was hoping they'd say it was just someone dressed up or playing a prank to explain that they'd been there. They never did. In the Springwell area of the North East, there was a report from a small boy who saw a gorilla that was watching him from the trees in his grandparents' garden. He emailed me and shared the experience and he said, When I was younger, around 12 or 13, I'd sleep over at my grandparents a lot during the weekends and school holidays. One night when I was staying over, I saw what looked like a gorilla's head peeking out from behind a tree in the garden. And it was looking through the trees outside my window. I think it was watching me in bed and I remember being so scared I hid under the covers for the rest of the night, worried that this gorilla would climb in the window and get me. If I had to describe it, I would say the face kind of just looked like a gorilla 
not much hair on the face, and this thing had a short, stubby nose, had massive eyes that looked black, but it was so dark, so I'm not sure if there was any colour to them in a different light. The hair around the face and head looked dark or brown or black. I only really saw the head peeping around the tree before I quickly made sense of what was happening in my head. I used to spend every free moment at my grandparents' home in Springwell Village. It's in Washington before this happened. I can remember that night well, although I was fairly young at the time. Earlier, I mentioned Neil Robson and the experience that he had at Bellum Lake. And like me, after his experience, he set up his own Bigfoot research team back in 2011. And he's collected many reports from the northeast of England. Neil has searched for answers ever since his experience at Bollum. Now, a strange creature with glowing red eyes was said to be witnessed by three men who were fishing at Bollum Lake. This was in 2003, and the men had fished here many times. They'd never seen anything strange before, and they knew the area very well. The men would fish for pike late at night. Neil said they were walking in single file, and he was in the middle between his friends, Neil and Nathan. They had finished fishing and were headed to the car park, and it would have been around midnight. About halfway along the path, Neil turned around to talk to Nathan, who was in the last of the line. Nathan was further back along the path, picking up his bag off the track. And Neil stated, As I turned to talk to Nathan, I could see behind him, and there was something or someone standing on the side of the wooden track. I could see a dark figure that I could clearly see due to the moonlight shining through the trees. The others did not see it at first, and I had to point it out to them until they could see the figure. He went on to say, it was a dark figure. It looked to be about eight feet tall and was heavily built. Its eyes, and what seemed to be eyes, glowed in the darkness. We ran at top speed all the way back to the car, and we were scared out of our wits. His other friend, Neil, also reported seeing the same figure when he was alone one night while camping on the hill close to the remains of the Iron Age settlement by the park boundary. He described the creature he saw as dark brown in colour, with huge muscular arms. This witness is a keen wild camper. He went on to add that a few weeks later, while he was camping on the same hill, he was woken about 1am by a loud thud. He heard a growling sound and something rummaging in his bait box outside the tent. When he checked the camp in the morning, he discovered large rocks had been placed or thrown around the camp and that fish from the bait box had been taken. And it was in 2003, during a visit to Bollum Lake Country Park, that a local woman, known only as Naomi, had an encounter with the beast of Bollum Lake. Was it the same creature seen by the men who were fishing? Naomi took her 14-year-old son, David, to the lake for a trip out. She didn't believe the local stories of a creature that was seen at the lake in any way, shape or form. But all that changed when driving into the car park and packing up, Naomi and her son both saw the thing, as they described it, with their own eyes. She said as she walked across the car park with her son, she was shocked when she looked into the bushes and saw a creature standing motionless in the nearby trees. Naomi and her son both felt a feeling of fear and trepidation rushing through them. Naomi described the creature as a huge black figure, like an enormous shadow, only it appeared to be dark and solid. The description was similar to the other sightings that had earlier occurred at Bollum Lake and all across Weirdale. I could go on. The list of reports is endless. 
wild campers, mountain bikers, hikers, parents out with kids, school bus drivers, people walking a dog, farmers, visitors to the area, all report seeing the same thing. If you are familiar with the area and know anyone who has experienced something similar to the hairy hominids and strange lights and crafts, please get in touch. My email is on the screen now. You can also find all of the channels that I've mentioned tonight in the description below. So please go across and check out the witness reports as they explain them themselves. If you can't access the description for some reason or other, just contact me on my email and I'll send you the links across. So I will see you all next week. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. And if you're in the northeast of England, make sure you've locked up. Good night. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.